Uh, how yeah. you look for people that want to buy a house for investment? I keep looking there in the pillar nine and I can't figure out how to get the right properties. It does say, I don't want anything in Northeast, but I want property for uh, fixing it and selling it after investment. Like a fix and flip, I don't do those to be completely honest with you. Um, I've never done them in my career. They're too hard to find. It takes too much work. And 95% of people who say they're flippers aren't going to buy anyway. So early in my career, I wasted too much time with people to, to look down it. So it's truthfully something that I don't deal with. Okay. There's no way to specifically find. You have to go look and try to find something under market value. There's no like trick. There's no anything. It's a lot of work for, and then they, mo they don't buy it. So it's just something I never did. Okay. Yeah, it, it looks hard. I've been looking all this time. Yeah, I don't do I don't I do fix and flips. I had a, a quick question. I wasn't um yeah. The this is an agent mafia related question, but with sure. the tr the trainings, uh I've started the first training on there and it uh refers to the resources to use some of the template plates. I haven't been able to find those. Are those on there yet? That's probably a Shane question. So I would just email support at agentmafia.com with any questions that you have. And then uh, that will, will definitely help you out because unfortunately that's the tech side of things. And I am absolutely clueless with that stuff. Okay, not a problem. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Nancy Lee, Harley, Janet, if you want, don't be scared. Turn on your cameras. Try to make it as interactive as possible. What um, what kind of questions do you guys have about real estate and, and what would you like to learn? Anything from, you know, I was going to wait. There was supposed to be a few people that came on because I was going to do go over my um, buyer's guide and my buyer's stuff. So um, what I'll do is is we can kind of go over all that stuff too. Uh, there's Raman. I think that he's the one that wanted the, 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 the buyer stuff. Uh, yeah, these, these I want trainings for me. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just, just going to say, these trainings for me usually happen while I'm at the gym, so I try to keep my camera off. Um, but now I'm excited oh, no, about – I'm really excited to dig into that CRM whenever it's – I know it's already up. I've been playing around on it some. But um, as that continues yeah. to be flushed out, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, there's going to be more and more stuff we add as it goes along. But like I said, the challenging thing we're doing is we're trying to do a 12-month build of three months. And then also on top of that, have, you know, 30 coaches that teach 70 different topics and get all that organized. So we're basically trying to create a miracle if we can by uh, by January. We you know we keep adding more stuff, which is good. But, uh, you know, Shane, I don't think sleeps. So um, we're getting a lot done. But, yeah, you know, ask any questions and anything. Um I think that I got asked questions about Facebook ads. I personally don't do Facebook ads, Janet. Um, that's Shane. If you want to run more Facebook ads, what do you mean by run more, run better? So the good thing is that the CRM, whenever it's done, uh, it's going to have social media and Facebook templates that you can just literally rip off and duplicate and just, and just take that as part of the CRM. So what's going to be happening is, is that you're going to have like all these templates for, for social media, and then you can just click on them, pick your budget and start getting in leads and stuff like that. So I don't do uh, Facebook ads. Um, that's not a big thing. What do I do to generate leads? <laughs> um, you know, I do a lot of different things, to generate leads. I have a lot of relationships I've built up over time. 
I used to do a lot of lead gen, but lead gen to me is difficult, right? Like you have to go there and um, you're lucky if you close one or 2% of your leads. So that means that 98% of the time I'm wasting my time. Everybody thinks that running Facebook ads and leads is the way to the, to their freedom in the promised land, which, you know, isn't necessarily always the case. You know, I work with divorce lawyers. I work with retirement communities and assisted living facilities. Uh, I work with other lawyers. I work with builders. You know, there's so many different people that I choose to work with that make a big difference. Uh, a lot of people, and I don't know if you were on yesterday. I have a, I had a training on Tuesday and Gus was on. You might want to check my face or my YouTube in the next week or so. But he does 30 deals a year from a 200 person database and he talks about how he does it. So he's going to be one of our coaches that's going to be part of Agent Mafia when we launch in January uh, about the coaching program. But the truth is, is that, you know, lead gen is the way I always wanted to do is I wanted to find people that could give me a, a lot of leads, not just necessarily one. So I made a lot of relationships, again, with divorce lawyers, with assisted living facilities. Um, you know, I, I, I still the number one thing I do that I talked about last week is I call landlords. I still call landlords um, that have places for rent and ask them if they want to sell. So I kind of do stuff where um, I guess it's free in a lot of cases for some things, but a lot of things are very relationship based. And I always want to go with people that can send me multiple stuff. So like, let's say that I know, let's say I talk to five divorce lawyers and those five divorce lawyers, I build a relationship with them. And they send me four deals a year, just one a quarter. That's not a lot. There's 20 deals right there already. So just from that one thing, if you know five divorce lawyers and you, you know, get to know them and they just send you one deal every three months where some of these people are doing 10 divorces a month, 20 divorces a month. You know, if you can only get one a quarter, there's 20 deals with that idea right there alone. So I'm more relationship based where I want to build relationships with people and then have them feed me that. So if I have those, you know, it's, there's a clear cut path for everybody to do 40 to 50 deals a year. It's just most people won't, don't want to put in the effort to do it. So if I sat there and I called landlords, um, if I sat there and I called landlords every day for two hours, let's say I called landlords and basically asked them if they wanted to, to sell the places they have for rent. I did that for two hours, Monday to Friday, every day. I guarantee you, you'd get one listing a month. Okay, so there's 12 deals. If you had five divorce lawyers that you knew, easily you can get one listing a quarter. There's 20 deals. Those two ideas alone, if you just did those two, there's 31 deals a year right there. Yet most people won't put in the work to do it. Uh, how do you get connected to divorce lawyers and probate? I just Google it. So I would Google divorce lawyers or family law and then the city that you're in. So I do like a divorce lawyer, you know, wherever you're from. So for me, I'd do like divorce lawyer, Calgary or divorce lawyer, you know, whatever, or family law. So San Diego. Ah, uh, yes. We go there. I go to San Diego probably three times a year. Uh, normally I love San Diego, but my wife and I could move anywhere in North America and be there. So basically what I would do is I would just do, um, divorce lawyer, San Diego and see what comes up or whatever, maybe something that's close to you. The truth is, is I sit down with them and then I ask them if they have anybody that they're referring to. And a lot of times they say no. But at first I call them and I say, hey, look, I have. Um, yeah, anytime I go down there, absolutely. I'll let you know. Uh, next, we'll be going next next spring. We go. We always go to Disney and then go there. 
But I think the thing, if you're looking to do divorce lawyers, I, I Google search divorce lawyers, uh, again, the city I'm in, and then I call them, I say, hey, look, hey, it's Brad Mandel. You know, for me, it's a little bit different if you're an agent, but I just say, look, I'm starting to run in some, into some divorces and I actually don't have any divorce lawyers to refer them to. I was wondering if I could come by your office for 15 minutes, just talk about each other's business so I could start referring you business. So that's how I get in the door. Now, some will, some will and some won't. It's just a matter of finding them. The other thing I ask them is how many divorces they do in a month, because if they don't do very many divorces, if they're, if they do like one a month, it's honestly probably not even worth meeting them. But if they, they're like, oh, I do about six or seven, it's like, okay, you really want to meet that person. So I go in telling them I'm going to give them business, even though that's truthfully not my intention. My intention is to go there and then buy their love. So in two different ways, in, this, in the province that I'm in or state, if you're American, I can give a referral to a lawyer and it's legal and all above board. I know it's not like that everywhere else. So what I did and then a way that I thought around it from my American friends is when you sit down with the lawyer, it's like, hey, look, I'm growing a team or I'm starting to sell more. I, you know, I get quite a few divorces, but I wanted to bring you more business. I was wondering, you know, I, what I'd be willing to do is, is split marketing expenses with you. And then they're like, well, what do you mean? Because whenever you Google divorce lawyers in San Diego, they're paying to be there. They're paying for those ads. So be like, I'd like to be part, I'd like to help you and pay for some of your marketing. What I'd like to do is for every deal you send me that's closed, I'd like to give you two dollars or $3,000 towards marketing. That way you can up your marketing budget and we both can make more money together. So hopefully that makes sense. But that's what I sit down. I, I basically dangle the carrot that I'm going to bring him more business. I build a rapport with them when I'm there. And then kind of at the end, once I build the rapport, tell them like, look, I have some business coming in. It's growing. However, what I'd like to do is actually help you out and pay for some of your marketing. And they'll be like, what? Just be like, yeah, if you know, if you don't, if you're not having a real estate agent, just be like, for every deal you send me, I'll give you whatever your number is, $2,500 towards your marketing budget for the month. And I'd like to put it towards more your ad spend for, for YouTube or sorry, for um, Google because that's where I found you. And if you spend more money, we can both make more money together. And I never had one person that said no to that idea. So imagine like a divorce, the odd one, you can find like a sell buy buy situation. So you can be somewhere it's like, oh, they sell a house and there's two buys. That's huge. Or a sell and a buy. So again, if you, if you had this concept of five divorce lawyers, uh, you easily could do 15 to 20 deals a year just from this strategy alone. Hopefully that makes sense, Janet. Raman, I did not forget about you. I actually have all my stuff ready for you to, to go over it, so. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So I'm gonna go on to the next thing. A lot of people are asking now how to keep their buyers engaged um, and what to do. So that's a big part. Uh, yeah, Janet, same idea with probate. Probate's a lot harder because probate takes more time normally um, because when it's in probate, it, it just takes more time to get through all that stuff. Um, that being said, it is the same concept with probate for sure. Absolutely. So if you had five divorce lawyers, five probate lawyers, you have 10 lawyers. And if they each sent you three deals a year, there's 30 deals and you're maintaining 10 relationships. How much easier does that sound than sitting there for 12 hours a day calling Facebook leads? So it's just a different strategy on doing business, right? 
All right. So with the, with the buyer stuff, so I won't unfortunately be able to show it to you. So I won't be able to see if you guys are asking questions. Uh, I'm sure that's my YouTube page. Yeah, Janet, my name's in it. So it's gotta be me and it says double your income coaching. So if you just literally YouTube my name, it comes up. So yeah, that's gotta be me. So there's like 700 videos on my YouTube channel. It's fucking insane. I don't know how we got that many. And that's just in a year. So with the, with the buyer stuff, unfortunately I can't show you guys cause I don't know how, uh, because it's not working, but I'm going to kind of go over it. I can't see you guys anymore. So, uh, humor me and I, you know, I will, I'll try to fix it for next time. Or, um, if you want a copy of this, I'm sure, I'm sure I can figure it out. I'll take your emails. There's not a lot of you. So basically whenever I talk to people and a lot of buyers, um, I kind of go through this and I wish I could show it to you. Um, we could probably change it up. That's fine. We'll go with this. So with the platinum, so basically what I talk about when I have a buyers, I talk about them when I'm talking to them, if they're a new buyer or whatever, I said, Hey, you want to know what, uh, you know, if I'm comparing to other agents I say, have you, do you have, um, have you heard of a platinum home purchase plan? And a lot of people be like, no, what's a platinum home purchase plan. And I wish you guys could see it, but basically it's a sheet right now. And it's about two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16 different things that I do. There's a satisfaction guarantee on it, but basically I'm like, oh, well, platinum home purchase uh, or sorry, platinum home purchase plan is basically how I go above and beyond for all my buyers. And they'll be like, okay, tell me more. And then you kind of pick like three things that you want to do. So it's like, there's an easy exit guarantee. If you're not satisfied at any time, um, you know, you're going to hold me accountable as your agent. I'm required to to perform specific duties. And then basically I talk about how I get foreclosures, how I get off market properties. So I pick like three or four of these things are on my platinum home purchase plan. And then I, uh, I basically go over with them because what you're doing right now in most cases, okay, I'll take that. What you're doing in most cases right now is you're going in and you're like every other, and I'm saying this is all of us. So take it, Rami, you know who I am. You're like every other asshole on the planet. And that's how most buyers are going to find and treat real estate agents in any market is it's just like, oh, you're just going to do this. You're just going to do that. Now, the problem that you have with buyers in most cases is that you're coming in here and you're not able to maybe necessarily show your value. A lot of agents, what they'll do literally is they'll just be like, hey, how's it going? Thanks for you know signing up on my website or whatever. And they're just going to sign them and put them up on a drip campaign. Well, here's what's going to happen. You haven't built a rapport with them, right? And then maybe they don't get listings from you for a couple of days. What's the next thing they're going to do? Google houses for sale in Toronto. That's the very next thing they're going to do or wherever you're at, right? And then they're going to go in. They're going to be on four or five different lists. Unless you build a rapport with these people, it's not going to work. So you got to try to meet them on Zoom. You got to try to meet them if you can in person to make the difference. So I'll send you the Platinum Home Purchase plan. And I'll also send you a list of questions. So you don't have to see the list of questions for it to be good. But for those of you that are taking notes, whenever I go, so picture everybody is prepared for a listing presentation. In most cases, some don't even have a listing presentation. But let's say most realtors come in and they have a listing presentation. They're going to come in, talk about a listing, talk about how great everything is and how great you are. But what do you guys do for a buyer's presentation? Most people do nothing. Most people don't have a buyer's presentation. How are you supposed to provide value to somebody if you don't have a buyer's presentation? 
So that's a big part of this, right? Is if you don't have that buyer's presentation. So what I'm going to go over, and this again will be in the, most of this will be in the resources section whenever we get it going, but I'll still discuss it now and there's not a ton of you on. So if you guys want uh, the people that want it, if you want to drop your email in here, uh, I'll send you my buyer's questionnaire that I'm going to go over now. And I'll send you my, my um, uh, what the hell is it called? My Platinum Home Buyer Purchase Program. So I'll send you what that looks like too. So if anybody on here wants those two things, uh, let me know and I'll email it to you and I'll get that out to you. So whenever you're doing, so before I go on to this, because it's going to take about 10 minutes, five or 10 minutes to go on to this. Does anybody, uh, does anybody have any questions? There's a bunch of people that just popped on. Does anybody have any questions at this time? Or are you guys, everybody okay if I just kind of dive into, dive into my buyer's presentation right now? Wayne, John, Joy, you guys good if I just kind of, Jeff, how's it going, man? Janet, Harley, you guys good? Robin, I'm going to pick on you. What's your buyer's presentation look like? Walk me through okay. it. Okay. The, mm, I was Just tell me what it is that you do approximately. Okay. So it's, it's kind of, I, I had, I was in like in a Craig Proctor program for a few months, for five months. Yeah. And also one of my managers in Zolo also, he was a part of that plan. So he kind of changed that. And in the beginning, so I tell that, uh, mm, do you want to just open it just quickly? I tell that what are the other agents do, for example, they go drive it from property to a property by with random, like a, random properties without knowing your like a criteria, but I, mm, I ask you the like all the question in advance, and I explain about my uh, guarantees, like a satisfaction guarantees, like a communication guarantee. Also, I offer them like a home protection guarantee for six months to one year that okay. I can get for them. And I have a commitment, like a letter, that what I will do for them, like a, and also I have a cancellation guarantee too. Okay. Yeah. We have, so we must've taken very similar training because I have the same thing. So I have very, very similar stuff. So that's good. Okay. Awesome. So one thing that we do also to add to that though, thank you, Raman. I appreciate you uh, and your feedback. So one thing we do is we have a really great questionnaire that we ask people. And this is really what makes the difference for agents working or sorry, for people working with myself and my team is you want to build a rapport with these people, whether it's on Zoom or whether you're in person, you're going out of your way to basically make sure that you're building rapport. So again, if you've dropped your email in here, if you haven't, please drop your email in here and I'll send you the list of these questions. So I'm going to go over them now. So the list of the questions that I ask people to build rapport are very, very, uh, there's a reason behind it. So some of the questions that I ask is, what makes you comfortable in your current home? Is there anything you'd like to duplicate? And why is this important to you? Uh, so you, you find out what's comfortable in their own home and there's anything you'd like to duplicate. What you're also doing is when they're thinking of all this stuff, they're honestly thinking then of doing it with you. So you're really like almost training their brain to be like, okay, well, I want this. And you're the one asking. So there's gonna be some kind of assimilation with you, which is great. Second question. What's your primary reason for searching for a home? That big question. Find out their why. Are they, is it a growing family? Is it whatever? And the reason why 
you're asking all these questions is because most of them are open-ended. And again, you're building rapport. You have to differentiate yourself from people right now. So again, what is your primary reason for searching for a new home? The other one is, do you have children? What are their ages, interests, and activities? Uh, another question is, do you entertain a lot? What areas of your home do you primarily use to entertain? Question number five, how, lo how long do you expect to live in the home? Uh, that's great. You know, some people are like, oh, I'm going to be there for two years. I'm going to be there for five years, however long it is. Number six, do you have any pets that stay in the house or outside? Uh, number seven, if you could wave a magic wand, what would the perfect home be? What images come to mind? Number eight, when it comes to home buying, what's your biggest concern and why? Number nine, describe what excellent customer service means to you. And this is a big one. Asking them what customer service means to them is huge because you don't know what customer service means to them. It could mean they want to be texted. It could mean they want to be emailed. It could mean they want to be called. You know, you want to know what customer service means to them. I guarantee you there isn't a realtor on the planet, basically, that asks them most of these questions. Like describe what excellent customer service means to you. That's something that people want to hear. And then the other page that I have is just, uh, I'll show it. Well, you guys will all get it whenever you come in. But again, these are some of the questions that I want you guys thinking and doing whenever you come in and you have buyer's consultations. Uh, buyer's presentation, okay, I got all that stuff too. I'll get that too. So I think that those are all really, you know, really great questions. And the second one's a whole page, but I'll show you guys. So, you know, with that, you do have to differentiate yourself with buyers. So hopefully that makes sense. But again, I'll send it out to you and I'll probably go over it a little bit more again next week in case you guys have any questions about it. Um, hopefully by then I can learn how to share my screen properly. It must be something to do with the, um, the CRM because I can share it. Those of you who've seen me on Zoom, I can share all the time. So. I'm not quite sure what this means. So we'll have to get Shane on here. Uh, Jeff, John, Joy, Wayne, anybody else have any questions about that or about uh, anything else that I do to, to get more business or what I do with, with clients or, or databases or, or anything? Don't be shy. A question for the buyer presentation you usually do it on on your laptop or on a, like a ipad right how what's the like a, how long should it take the maximum because sometimes i feel that after like asking the questions and like a, starting the presentation sometimes i feel like it maybe it's gets maybe boring or maybe because in advance i have told them that it will take half an hour but just asking question takes half an hour and it, my presentation maybe takes another half an hour or 40 minutes. So I feel sometimes that it gets boring or they want to, uh, they, some people wants to like uh, cut it or finish it, you know, go to their, their work or whatever. How, what is your advice on that? I think you want to keep it like 30 minutes to an hour is fine, right? I think that normally my presentation is 30. I try to keep it 30 to 40 minutes and then 20 minutes for questions at the end. So I set the expectations can be 30 to 60 minutes because I'll say, and what I do is when I tell people I'm meeting them, it's going to be between 30 and 60 minutes. It just depends on how many questions you have. And that's really, then it leaves it open, right? Because they're like, well, if I don't have a lot of questions and I can leave in 30 minutes, but again, most of mine is all done over zoom right now, just because it's way easier for people. 
So I have all my presentations up. I kind of do everything over Zoom. I do my buyer's presentation. My buyer's presentation, truthfully, is probably too long. I should probably cut out some stuff now. Uh, it's, it's also old. It's like six or seven years old. So I could probably cut a bunch of it out. Um, what I might do is uh, next week, maybe I'll, if we can fix this screen share thing, I'll figure out if I can get my buyer's presentation done. If I can fix that, then I'll take 10 or 15 minutes and go over like a little bit of the buyer's presentation then where I stop and ask them questions and then kind of how I finish it. So, but 30, it, 36 uh, minutes. Do you use a company to do that or do you use any PowerPoint? You can do that presentation. I, I just use a PowerPoint. I had somebody from, I have a, a marketing person that just developed it for me. Oh, okay. But I can use PowerPoint if I don't want to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's what it's made in. Yep. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 